0: Welcome to only a podcast. Two blokes upside down and many miles from home talk about popular culture and unpopular culture too. Music, books, films, the news, what we had for dinner last night, anything goes. Apart from politics, probably. Episode three, the 27 Club and beyond. Hello everyone, welcome to episode three. Uh, the Twenty Seven Club and Beyond is what we're going to call it. Uh, you find out why a bit later. Um, say hello, Captain. Hello, Captain. Do you all fine out? How are we doing? Hope we're all good.
1: Uh, yeah. Yep. You got a bit of Murray in there. Um, I did. I did get a bit of that. <laughs> in. We could we could we could go into that in future, as we've said, yeah we
0: could we could. Do yeah, I know all of the words. Well, four of them.
1: Cool. So
0: that's all good. Um, that's a, Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, well, it's, it's all happened, really. really only on episode three, and uh, having been whelmed in, in episode two, um, I think we're getting towards fairly whelmed now, not overwhelmed still, of course. Um, but, yeah, we've had um, g- a yeah, good uptake of listeners, and the, the stats are very good for, uh, for us, so that's really good. So we appreciate that. It's good to know that people are listening Absolutely. all around the world. There's someone in Frankfurt, if you're listening now, we'd love to know who you are. Because I, I don't know anyone in Frankfurt, I don't think I do. No, um, the, no so um,
1: I did go there once, but I uh, can't remember it. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> maybe, maybe there is someone yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, maybe there is. Maybe know. it's maybe it's a child.
0: Maybe you have a child oh, no, over there. No. no, it's not that. No, no. Okay, no. Um, okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Yeah. So, so I guess for that
1: we should. Um, uh, talk about a few followers that we've got now since we just mentioned how successful it's all been. Um, yep. And a good mate of mine, Rob Morgan, who is uh, Daruti74 on the Twitter, um, is following us now. Um, I've written articles with Rob before as we threw word files across the planet um, and we ended up with writing uh, top 10 of Teenage Fan Club, which was very entertaining when we finished that, um, and as part of a culture catch-up as well, um, Rob is writing um, an Ian McDonald-style track-by-track blog. Um, Ian McDonald is the guy who wrote a track-by-track about the Beatles called Revolution in the Head. And yeah, Rob's which I'm blog, currently
0: reading. I'm currently reading it for the second time. Yeah.
1: There you go. I've read it mm. a lot. And Rob's blog is called Exploding Teardrops, and he's writing about the teardrop explodes from the first clip to the final plop. Um, Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. He's about three tracks in at the moment, and it's a a good level of detail. Gives me a chance to play lots of teardrop explodes songs. And um, Rob has already been followed by Dave Balf, ex of the teardrops um which is very exciting let's wait and see if dave has any comments
0: uh, yeah. yeah so do you know how many tracks he needs to cover i'm not sure how, how big the know. career awards teardrop explodes i don't know how far he's oh, gonna right. go around a few course, years eh?
1: yeah that's julian went solo um mm. eventually we shall see we shall see
0: it's all good stuff yeah cool yeah good stuff uh I noticed his um, Twitter handle, Dur- Durrity74, So, which obviously brings me on to bands or musicians that were brilliant that you've never heard of. So um, obviously thinking of Vinnie Riley um, yeah. there. So yeah. that's something for another episode, maybe. If you know who Vinny Riley is, well done. If you don't, go and listen. He's a rather a good guitarist. Yeah, um, yeah um, that's good. I, I want to give a little shout-out to... Um, I posted, what kind of publicized this podcast to a few of the uh, podcasts and fan pages and that of podcasts that i like um that I, I regularly listen to um one of which is um top flight time machine and their fans are called the iron filing society um so they uh, i posted on their page on facebook and they very kindly gave me some good feedback and i'm sure some of them have listened and hopefully they're listening now so thanks for that guys same goes for athletico mints Another podcast I love. That's um, Andy Dawson and Bob Mortimer. Um, yeah, just it, yeah, sur- surreal, crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the Athletico Mints fans, the uh, club Parsnips, as they're known, um, they were also very welcoming. Um, I belong to a Facebook group called Brits in New Zealand, and uh, I was uh, very cheaply posted this, posted this on that group just. Um, because there's a bit of british nostalgia or that there, there is going to be undoubtedly and there already has been a bit so they, they were very kind as well and also soda jerker which is one of my favorite podcasts uh all about songwriting go check out soda jerker it's incredible and uh, they kindly retweeted so um it's good it's good that um yeah people are listening to us we, uh, we don't want to over spam ourselves or over spam people with you know pr no. you know we're not we're not doing this for money or anything we just like to get the word out there you know so um yeah thanks Thanks again. Um, Yeah. Culture catch-up, a regular section of the show. Culture catch-up. I just decided it's a regular section. It Um, is. Keith, Keith, do you want to uh, get to what's what's caught your
1: eye this week in in the cultural Uh, world? um, I've I've been catching up with quite a few things, but um, two I shall mention. Uh, One is on Disney+, and it's the Reservation Dogs series, um, co-produced by... Ta'ika Waititi of this parish. Um, and it's a Native American observational comedy slash drama series uh, about four young teenage Native Americans and their hopes and dreams and aspirations. And um, it's what I might call a slow burner. And I'm obviously missing a lot of Native American references, um But that doesn't mean to say that there isn't some fine acting going on um, and some quite crazy and off-the-wall situations occasionally. Um, Parallels occasionally also with uh, things that My has done. Um, The main one being uh, one of the teenage protagonists, Bear, has a deadbeat dad who always lets him down. That's, that's a little bit of a spoiler I suppose um, But uh, a parallel there with uh, the New Zealand film Boy With James Rolleston as Boy ah, yeah, And Take Away Titi as the deadbeat yeah. dad yeah. Um, So yeah But it's been good uh, There is a series 2 coming along um, There's 8 episodes And it is a slow burner But by the time you get to episode 5 You're in there um, So if you're going to watch it, stick with it. And the other thing I'm watching, um, is on Maori television, um, and it's a documentary about the Chatham Islanders um, east of New Zealand. There is a bit of New Zealand. Uh, It's 800 kilometres away, or thereabouts. Um, And this is a documentary on island life and what it's like to be... Way out there in the Pacific. Um, also, we mention of um, the first people, the Māori, um, Maori, um, Pakeha, like whalers and sealers who first came and laid waste to the place. Um, but it's yeah, not just history too. It's uh, mostly about the people who live there now and their daily life. Um, I'm three episodes in, and I think it's going to be seven and i'm enjoying it it's it's oh, cool a, a different i'd never you know didn't know much about the place and now i do
0: yeah. no you see it on the weather forecast don't you the chatham islands but yeah. I've, i don't really know where it is or anything about it yeah yeah no, interesting. it's great. yeah you're far more in, into the i guess the nz uh, culture than i am i guess i don't really watch any of that stuff on tv i'm still watching the bbc you know <laughs> um but I guess I'll get there because there's some fascinating uh, stuff going on around here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, from my point of view, so i an update, a couple of updates from the last episode of this podcast. So we talked about Vigil, you know, the, the, yeah. who done it on the submarine. So I got to the end of that. Finished. Finished it. It was. It was good. You know. It was. It was like any, any of these good British police dramas. You know. It was. Um, but It was on a submarine uh trigger alert if you if you get claustrophobic, the whole thing is pretty claustrophobic, but when it gets to the end there 's a scene which is very very claustrophobic so uh yeah but um yeah it was good it was it was good and um I also finished, which wasn 't claustrophobic at all, um, as I talked about last time was um, only murders in the building, um, which is on disney plus I got to the end of that that was fantastic i would ho- thoroughly recommend that it 's um set up nicely for a second series, a bit of a twist at the end. Um, but yeah, recommend that one. Thumbs up. Uh, I also committed last time to watching Squid Games, just because I thought I should. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, struggling, struggling, struggling with oh that a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I got through episode two. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone says keep going, keep going. So I will, I will. But um, to be honest, I'd rather be watching um, Black Mirror. Don't know if any of you out there have ever watched Black Mirror. Oh yeah. Uh, but I'm getting I'm getting kind of whiffs of Black Mirror uh, with Squid Game. It's just that whole dystopian horror kind of thing. But um, I'll mm. stick with it. I will stick with it and we'll see how we go. Um, watched a film with a family the other night, um, which I've never, never watched. I read the book at the time when it came out, which was um, Life of Pi. Um, no, I am sure you read the book, Captain. Mm. Did you at the time? Yeah, yeah. and the, the book left me a little confused. And the film lef, left me a little confused as well. Um, the film was brilliantly done. I mean, all the CGI because it's from quite a few years ago now, but ages ago. The CGI is amazing. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was a good watch, but um, yeah, still a little bit confused at the end as to what actually really happened. But um, yeah, it was good. It was good. good mm. uh, Sorry I'm going on a bit Because a few things have caught my eye this week um, Of course the Let It Be Super Deluxe version oh. um, That's been in my ears Non-stop uh, I mean uh, Yeah it just keeps on giving doesn't it you, You're never finished are you with the Beatles you think you're finished well. <laughs> <laughs> If, <laughs> you if know,
1: only it, they'd
0: stop <laughs> y- Yeah It, it, no. it just it doesn't finish Um No you know, with with Bowie or someone, you know, you do all the Bowie albums and you love all the Bowie albums and it's all great, um, and then that's done. But the Beatles just keeps going. You know, Fifty years later, and you're hearing this new stuff, and you're hearing them, hearing them writing these songs on the fly as they're recording them in these outtakes. Amazing stuff. Uh, and yeah, and I, I just, I couldn't be more excited about this new Peter Jackson Get Back.
1: Yeah, um, it's going to be great.
0: Three part. I'm so excited about it. So, um, only should- a couple of weeks to wait. Is it just because
1: 20. the Beatles left the tape running longer than anybody else, kept more tape than anybody else? You know, everybody uh, else I, just sort of um, chucked it away or recorded over it, or I don't know. Yeah, so.
0: I read something, or heard something the other day on a on a podcast. I think uh, the engineers were told, "Don't throw any tape away." Yeah, yeah. Don't throw anything away. After once they got to a certain point in their career, the the cameras were on them the whole time, and the, and the the tape was rolling the entire time in yeah. in, uh, in Abbey Road. Um, so the outtakes are incredible, the different versions of these songs and, uh, about <laughs> George was struggling with, uh, writing the lyrics to something. Yeah. I saw
1: the clip. I saw the clip. Uh,
0: saw the clip. Uh, uh, attracts me like a pomegranate. You know, yeah. that, that, that was a lyric originally. Great, it's great stuff. So yeah, dead excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which brings us on to the main theme, really. It does. Oh, Captain, I'll, I'll let you kick off.
1: Good Lord. What are we doing? Well, we're going to have a little chat about the 27 Club. So what is the 27 Club? Well, the 27 Club. Um, a lot of artists, musical, painting t- artists, and other folks, famous folks from the world of culture, um, died at 27 and it became a thing I think when the biographer of Kurt Cobain um, Charles R. Cross who wrote a book called Heavier Than Heaven. I think I've got that somewhere. Um, When Kurt died he was 27 and um, he joined the ranks of this supposed club Um, in the Early, uh, the late 60s and the 70s, for example, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison of the Doors, all died when they were 27. Now, I don't think anybody particularly was talking about the 27 Club at the time until uh, Mr Cross stuck his oar in when Kurt Cobain died. Um, and it became a thing and people went out there to try and prove statistically that it was a thing. And it isn't, really. (laughs) Sad to say. Um, People die every day at all sorts of ages. Um, But one thing I will say is that the members of the supposed 27 Club are very, very famous indeed. And that may be why... Um, this thing exists in people's minds. So uh, who else have I not mentioned that is incredibly famous? Well, Amy Amy Winehouse, of course. Amy Winehouse, of course, of 27. Um, The blues singer, Robert Johnson, was 27. He died when he was thirty-eight in 1938. Um, And people certainly weren't talking about the 27 Club then. Um, And there's been... Um, or oh, uh, one or two more, slightly less famous people. Let's say. Well, there was, um, of course, and we don't even know if he's dead, actually.
0: Uh, it was don't. Richie Edwards from the, from the Manic Street Preachers who disappeared at that age, mm. missing, presumed dead. Never never been That's seen right. since
1: I think legally. Legally, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> he has been declared dead, but nobody knows. Never found. They mm. found right. his car. Um, there are one or two other small leads about where he was on that particular day, but not found, not found at all. So yeah. is he in the club? We don't know. He may still be out there somewhere. Yeah, um, who knows? Who knows? Other ones, uh, Pete Defratus, who was the drummer with Echo and the Bunnymen. Um, Pete Ham of Badfinger, and the Beatles connection there, because Badfinger were on Apple Records and yep. Paul McCartney gave them... Uh, come on, brain. Come and get it. Yeah, that's the song. Um, a couple of other songs of um, Bad Fingers that people might know. Um, Chris Bell of the great lost rock band of the 70s, Big Star. Uh, he died at 27. However,
0: but you Yes, we're around... not here to talk about that, are we? Because everyone's talked about that before. We're going to yeah. talk about slightly different...
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to sort of say, you if you look around that particular age, let's let's just spread our spread our wings a little bit and and look at um, the late twenties and nay, the early thirties even. What, what were you doing at twenty-seven, time
0: What was I doing at twenty-seven? Yeah, what were wow. you doing? Funny you should ask.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I've actually pulled out the uh, the the chart, the UK uh, singles chart. On my twenty seventh birthday, which revealing my age, this was in May nineteen ninety six. As everyone knows, um, everything's been shit since nineteen ninety six. It was the highlight of life, <laughs> especially if you're in Britain. It's been shit since then. All downhill since ninety six. Uh, so looking at my, uh, yeah the, the charts. So um, I'm not going to read the whole chart, um, Alan Freeman style, but I will uh, get a few highlights. So number one was "Fast Love" by George Michael um george michael one of those artists i never took any notice of at the time i didn't really didn't really click but Mm. since he's died i've realized how really good he was actually and uh i read andrew ridgely's uh, autobiography recently and he yeah learned a lot about about george uh then we had Ah, just a little bit gina g at number two and then return of the mac by mark morrison so not not great stuff um Mm. But uh, if you go a bit further down the charts, I've got Tonight Tonight by the Smashing Pumpkins, Charmless Man by Blur, um, Design for Life, Manic Street Preachers. Oh, um, there you go. But a couple of little stories to tell here. So um, we have um, at number five um, was... Um, now, Suggs from Madness did a cover version of um, the, the Simon and Garfunkel song, Cecilia. I don't know if you remember it. Not mm. Not a great cover version, but... Um, at this uh, around about this time, on top of the pops, they they weren't using Radio One DJs to present it. They were getting random celebrities in to present it. All sorts of people uh, were presenting top of the pops. I don't know if it was to try and boost ratings or whatever it was. But um, this particular week, well, not this week, but I think it must have been the following week because I've checked the charts. Uh, the um, The presenter of, of top of the pops was um, uh, Chris Eubank. Um, and, um, uh, Cecilia by, by Suggs which is number 5 this week actually went down to number 6 the following week So um, <laughs> I can I'm, see what's coming I'm, I'm tearing myself I'm, I'm torn, do I try and do the impression or not um, but if there's a very famous moment um, and it's on YouTube, I'll try and find a link for it and we'll put it in the show notes of uh, Chris Eubank reading down the top 10 and announcing that at number 6 it was Suggs with Cecilia so um, I've decided yeah. not to do the impression And for those uh, who
1: don't know Chris he Eubank has, uh, had a notable he, lisp.
0: Yes, he speaks a little bit like this. Yes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, a funny, funny moment, was um, a classic moment was um, Suggs, prese- uh, Suggs with Cecilia at number six, as said by Chris Eubank. Mm-hmm. And I've got another, um, further on down the chart, I was reminded of a little, little anecdote. So we've got... Um, Ironic by Alanis Morissette. Now you'll remember, um, some of you will remember. Around about this time, there was a young comedian on the scene called Ed Byrne, who's still around, still very He's much very, good. Uh, very, very good, very good comedian. And he did this brilliant sketch uh, about that song ironic about how the song shouldn't be called ironic because all the things she talks about in the song aren't actually ironic they're just unfortunate
1: it's mildly you know, unfortunate
0: the, yeah and this song should have just been called unfortunate and the only thing ironic about that song was it's called ironic and she didn't know what ironic meant um but anyway so uh, fast forward a number of years and uh i was in the car once with my my oldest daughter sophie hello sophie if you're listening. Um, who would have been about seventeen at the time, something like that, twenty, that sort of age, um, and she was just getting into. Uh, no, she's a bit younger. Maybe she was fifteen, something like that. And she was just getting into comedy on the telly. She really liked um, things like "Have I Got News for You" and stuff like that. And she she was a big fan of um, of Ed Byrne. She, 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 he was one of her favourites. So we're driving along in the car, and this this song "Ironic" comes on the radio, and she didn't really know it. She was. Uh, very, very small child when this, was, uh, this song was out. So I tried to explain to her the Ed Byrne sketch. Uh, um, uh, yeah, she thought it was funny. I told her the story. She thought it was really funny. And we we're in the car. We're driving to Tesco's. Um, and we stopped um, outside Tesco's. And we got in the car. We carry on talking about Ed Byrne and this ironic thing. And we turned the corner into the ready meals aisle. And who's standing there but Ed Byrne? so um what are the chances Don't. tesco tesco bishop stortford <laughs> uh and uh there was ed byrne standing right there I, I i know he lives quite close to bishop stortford still does i think um but yeah um yeah sophie was uh yeah she almost fell over she couldn't quite believe it um but yeah just a story that sprung to mind when i saw that song being in the charts so um yeah that was the Music that was around, um, Firestarter just just, just gone. A, I mean, that yeah. sketch
1: was the making of Ed Byrne, pretty much. Oh, yeah, he, he uh, still gets asked um, about it now. I've I seen him, really, he's heartily sick of people asking him about it, but yeah, yeah, but secretly grateful. which
0: is uh, ironic, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, a, it was a great sketch. Again, we'll try and f- I'm sure it's on YouTube, we'll try I'm and find it, sure, it is, and post yeah. the link somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that was the making of him because he was just another jobbing comedian yeah. at that time, and yeah, that just went went massive didn't it that uh, was very very funny yeah uh yeah so that was the music around that time that, uh, after
1: you um, after you told me what you were doing with the charts here i mm. briefly um looked up what was number one when i was 27 in 1987 mm. and it was never going to give you up by rick astley ah, brilliant but number two was pump up the volume so um, it was a pretty good chart, as I remember. I won't go too far down it, but yeah, um, we we talked about. about I will write period. with Rick, you know. Can yeah, but,
0: yeah, he's, he's the he's next right.
1: Morrissey, I reckon. That boy. Oh, he's he's been doing some Smiths covers on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We can we can look at that. He's very good.
0: Yeah, that period of time, that sort of mid to late eighties. Um, yeah, there was a lot of on the back of the Stock Aitken Waterman thing. There was a lot of um, a lot of that sort of. Um, which I think it deserves an episode in its own right. There was that, what they called it, Blue-Eyed Soul, I suppose they called it. All these white guys (laughs) doing this kind of soul music. And some of it was good. Some of it was dreadful. You know, Curiosity killed the cat and wet, wet, wet. and um, would Yeah, that stuff. And I even heard... Daddy Wilson. Yep. No, that was a bit more sort of (laughs) Scottish folky. I'm talking about the ones in the designer suits. Even Fergal Sharky. (laughs) Um, You know, former punk Fergal Sharky was doing that that stuff with the... uh, yeah, yep. with the Armani suits on. Anyway, that's, that's for another episode. Indeed. Um, yeah, so also around 27, uh, work-wise, interestingly, I just started working at a certain company where you ended up working there about a year later, I think, and that's how we yeah first met, I think. I just started there at that at that time.
1: Mm.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, tw-
1: yeah, 27. Yeah. So, yeah. So coming to 27, I was down on the south coast, um... I got my flat. No, I hadn't. No, I was living in a rent a shared house at the time, um, working with a flight simulation company. And um, did that take off? We, <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that safely landed um, all uh-huh. the time. Yeah, uh, and I guess you're you You're your late twenties. That's when, well, certainly, it' true in my case when I got drunk more often than I ever have in later life for example you're kind of pushing the envelope a bit um, you're earning enough to to do things you're almost mature enough to know what you're doing but not quite um, and this may be the kind of general point about um, the 27 club or thereabouts um, you're actually pretty much living your best life around those years um, that's not to say you can't have fun in later life but um uh, if you're not young free and single you're young free and attached and and you can do what you want um is is that a thing I don't know could be um certainly with the the fame and power and the money um you can make a terrible mess of yourself for those years um and that may be why there is a 27 club um if you look around that age, people who died at 26, Otis reading, Graham Parsons and Nick Drake, um, 28, Tim Buckley, uh, the big bopper, who's JP Richardson, who died in the plane crash with Buddy Holly and Richie Valance, although they were much younger than him. Um, people who died at 29, uh, Hank Williams and Mark Bolan, um, and people who died at 30, Jeff Buckley, Tim Buckley's son. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, um. That was another mysterious interest. death,
0: didn't he? Just, didn't, didn't Jeff Buckley just walk into a river and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. No one really knows why. Um, no one, I don't think anyone really particularly knows why Jim Morrison died. Um, they can have fake ideas, I think, but, you know, they're not autopsies and that kind of thing to, to work out exactly why um, mm-hmm. not that we're going to worry about that particularly but um, yeah but it's you know I'd I, I lay I'd lay a fair bit of blame at, at um, Mr Cross's um, biography um, Kurt Cobain's mum said he's joined that stupid club when she heard about his death and um, she probably didn't mean the 27 club she probably just meant People who committed suicide, um, but uh, twisted after that to say that she did mean the Twenty Seven Club by some people. Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: And we've got a little section here of um, people that didn't die at twenty seven. I know most yeah. people didn't die at twenty seven. No, but, um, because I, I think at that around about that time, whenever it was, about ten years ago. Um, I think you know, Twenty Seven Club was very close, uh, was very fresh in our mind with Amy Winehouse having recently gone mm. I think we were all watching Pete Doherty very closely, weren't we, around yeah. about that time yep. and we were all, all, all cheered on his 28th birthday Yeah, um, but he's, he's alright now I think Pete he looks he's, quite happy now
1: well, I, I remember a social media photo of him a couple of years back with possibly the biggest breakfast I've seen yeah. anyone um, seen ever eat <laughs>
0: yeah, it's in Margate, is that, it's, haven't they got a place down in Margate or something, a I hotel or something.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Um, but you could. Uh, his, I mean, his arteries are probably fairly hard already, so I would steer clear of the black pudding, Pete. If you're, uh, if you're listening. Um, the thing I like about Pete Doherty he, is he looks skinny and fat at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not many people can yeah. pull that one off.
1: It's not. It's not quite elegantly wasted, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, a few others, obviously, um, that that made it through. The the Uh, people who didn't die. Well, Iggy Pop, for one. I mean, Mm. Iggy's rolls on, um, as does Keith Richards, Mm. as does Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, Mm. you you know, if if there's an apocalypse, there's going to be cockroaches, Iggy, Keith and Ozzy, and they'll be the ones left. They'll be ruler of the world. Um, It's... I'm sure they've been close a few times, um, but um, the Grim Reaper wasn't around at the time.
0: Um, no, that's right; they got away with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. Um, going back to the, the charts thing, uh, maybe, dear listeners, if you want to send us a send us the chart the chart from your 27th birthday, and we'll have a look at them and uh, yeah. choose our best dot uh, officialcharts.com. You go to officialcharts.com and you can put the date in there. We're not, we're, not, um, we're not fishing to get your identity, there to get your dates of birth. <laughs>
1: no, you don't have to tell um, us when your birthday exactly you really,
0: was. No, it'll give you the chart for that week. Um, uh, but if you want to give us your credit card number as well, that'd be great. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, any more to say about the 27 Club or any, any of that stuff, Captain?
1: I don't know. If people could, uh, if people, if we missed someone out, um, I will mention um, Jean-Michel Basquiat, uh, the artist who who generally is included. It's not just musicians. Um, So, um, yeah, uh, if anybody knows anyone, and mentions anyone uh, on social media that we missed out, um, if you feel outraged that they should have got a mention, then um, let us know.
0: Yeah, there is a list on Wikipedia. Search um, 27 Club on Wikipedia and there is a big list there of a lot of people I've never heard of, a lot of rappers that got shot.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put together a Spotify playlist um, of uh, 20-something club members, so uh, watch out for the link to that um, in the show notes when we publish those on the website. Thanks to Barry, our old workmate, uh, for the twenty-seven club suggestion. That's okay, well, I think we've talked enough, have we? Well, it could be pretty good. Uh, have you got you've got something more for us though, haven't you? Uh, oh, what? Yeah, a joke, you mean? The joke. The jo-
0: oh, the joke in a new regular part of the show. The joke. So, mm. a mate of mine has um, has recommended a, a great new way to um, serve strawberries. Uh, slice them up, sprinkle them in sugar, and pile cream on top. I've got to say, pile cream is absolutely disgusting, even with strawberries <laughs> and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yep, yeah, so stay in touch, everyone. Thank you for listening um, at onlyapodcast uh, or onlyapodcast.com or, you know, you know where we are, because you found us. Yeah. Um, any more to say? Not from me, so just no, me neither, say goodbye, sir. Terry. Goodbye, Terry. And uh, see you on the other side, folks. Bye now. folks. kia
1: You've been listening to Only a Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch and share your feedback and ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Go to onlyapodcast.com or you can find us at Only a Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or via our Facebook page. Remember, it's Only a Podcast.